You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Welcome to episode one of Build Art Break. Today, we want to talk to you about joy. With so many outside forces that work to control our emotional state, such as work, school, bills, and court cases, all kinds of oppressions we face every day. Making space for happiness is revolutionary. It is a resistance and rejection of those things that tear us down. Joy helps minimize the stress of traumatic experiences we have gone through or the stress of everyday life. It activates positivity in our brains and helps us heal and thrive. What we want to do with this video is focus on the things that bring us joy. Celebrate them and then let positivity flow so we can live our best lives. Here are some of the materials you need for this exercise. Paper, a canvas, or a photograph of yourself printed on paper. A pencil or a pen and some color. If you use a photo, you'll be painting over it. So make sure you have another copy. Some other options include a tracing of your hand or using the outline of a human shape to represent yourself. If you want to go big, have someone trace the shape of your actual body on a large sheet of paper. First, think about things that make you happy or bring you joy. Make a list of about five to six items that you can think of. These can be small moments like warm chocolate chip cookies or something bigger, like a memory of a vacation or a person that you really appreciate. Anything that brings you joy into your life. The next thing you would do is assign each item from your list its own color. Maybe the color holds some meaning or maybe it's a random match. You should choose colors that also make you happy and at peace. If you know why you chose each color, that is great, but it isn't necessary to explain or even understand why you chose a color to go with that topic. Now it's time to think about each color and the item it represents. Using your paint or colored pencils, try to get down on the paper or canvas the way you feel about this item. Here we are drawing on top of a vacation photo, but we also show a version that uses the outline of a human to represent ourselves. You can also feel free to start with a blank canvas or the examples we talked about earlier in the instructions. Some of the things that you can think about as you paint are what are the shapes the thing takes or where does it show up for you in your life? Does it have patterns or is it free flowing? Don't worry at all about getting it right because any mistake in art is all right. 
What is important is that you're focusing on the things that bring you joy and allow them to shine in your artwork. When you're done, spend some time thinking about your creation. Reflect on those things that bring you happiness one more time. Thank them and let's look for more opportunities to let them grow in your life. If you'd like to share what you've created, you'd love to see it. Snap a photo and email us at art at bill206.com or share it on our Instagram at bill206. We're choosing one random community member each week to win a Visa gift card for sharing their creation with us. Stay tuned next for our interview with Seattle's artist and art therapist, Delisha Phillips of Love Light Energy Art Therapy. Thanks and we'll see you next time. All right. So we're here on Build Art Break this week with Delisha Phillips, uh, proprietor, art therapist, of Love Light Energy Art Therapy. Did I get that's it right? That's me. Love Light Energy Art Therapy. Yes, that's me. Yeah. Dopest, one of the dopest, funnest, uh, most uh, engaged artists in town. Uh, always has a smile and a good and a good word. So we're happy that you can join us. Thanks, Delisha. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Aaron. I'm looking forward to our conversation. All right. So I, I explained to you a little bit about what Build Art Break is all about. You know, we wanted to put together some healing center activities for community. Uh, you know, we we it's been quite a couple of years for everyone. And then those those folks, you know, marginalized folks, we had the 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 movement for black lives that just really, really popped off and and it a, a, as exciting as it has been, it's also been very stressful for folks. And so, yeah. you know, we're all about here at Build Art Break is using art as a as a way to soothe ourselves, to to uplift ourselves and and build community. And and uh, so we we've, we've been having conversations and we'll have conversations with some other artists in town. Uh, but you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk to an artist who's also an art therapist. So, um, so here you are. Thank you for joining us. Can and I want to start with a question, maybe just about your personal art practice. Okay. Do you consider yourself an artist, first for off? For sure, for sure. And and what kind of art uh, do you create primarily? Ooh, good question. Um, I am a multimodality artist. Um, I like to do a little bit of all the different types. Um, but some of the ones that I am like more immersed in, I think present day, I'm really into building installations. Um, and I would say that that's really, you know, like my jam right now. Um, and I like to create installations that are interactive where folks can um, engage with the art making in a way that is around promoting things like joy and gratitude and laughter and beauty and opportunities for them to see themselves as part of the art. Um, so yeah, installations are my jam right now. Um, I really like to mess around with um, clay um, and consider myself a ceramicist, a ceramist. 
I, I mess it up like every time, but I like to play with clay. Skull on the wheel. Yes. Um, I, I carry a lot of energy in body. And so working in clay is a really um, beautiful modality that allows me to move that energy and then um, put it into whatever it is that it is that I'm creating. Um, I'm a performer, a musician. I dance. I'm in um, a burlesque act called Simone Pin. Um, we are a little bit dormant right now um, just because of so many things that are going on um, with the performance industry as it intersects with COVID and venues and wanting to be sure that folks are able to be safe and, um, and you know, not being uh, perpetuators of this whole COVID and Delta variant situation. So I do all different types of art form. Um, I'm a roller skater. I consider that an art form. I be chefing it in the kitchen. I consider that an art form. So um, yes, yeah, so I do all different, all different types. Were, were you were you always an artist? Like, did you were, as, were you creative as a young Ooh. as a young person? Oh yes, for sure. Um, yes, and it was probably like the last. I'm 37. Um, and it was probably like the last Youngster. Three, <laughs> three to five years that I really stepped into my identity as an artist and felt comfortable um, calling myself an artist. And that was definitely a process. But I have been a creative. I have been engaged in the arts for as long as as long as I have been, you know, revolving the sun. So, mm hmm. Nice. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, you, well, we were talking the other day uh, at, at Build Artbreak, just as a quote from, I think Picasso talked about every child is an artist, right? But then the trick is trying to remain an artist yes. as you grow. Yes. And so, uh, and so, yeah, that sort of has my similar story for me, you know, just coming back around and re and realizing how important being creative is, just to my own, you know, just my own mental health and well-being yeah. and enjoyment of life, you know, it just really uh, it, it makes a difference. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, that that makes me wonder, like, uh, how how did you get into being an art therapist? Ooh, okay. Mm. Um, you know, uh, from a personal, you know place. Um, as I mentioned, I have been a creative um, and into the arts ever since I was a child. Um, and art making or creative processes as a young person was my main coping method. Um, I did not grow up in a traditional home where, you know, you got two parents and a dog and the house and all of the things. Um, both of my parents were incarcerated for the majority of my upcoming. I was raised collectively by my family, primarily by my grandma. Um, academics were like not a strong suit of mine necessarily. Like I was mad smart, like probably smarter than all of my teachers. But when it came to, you know, things like grades and, you know, academic accolades, that wasn't really my jam. But where I did really thrive, um, where I did really find like my own sense of self was like in the orchestra 
was in, you know, trying out for plays and dancing and um, being in assemblies where I had opportunities to perform um, or in my art classes. And it was often the like adults who were art-based educators were the ones that like saw any value in me where in my academic classes, you know, I was a problem. Um, one, I was smarter than the teacher and I knew that was, you know, spitting some, some BS to the young folks and I was distracting, you know, I was that kid, I was distracting, but that served me well in my artist and creative endeavors. And so personally, like I, as a young person found a lot of healing, um, through art making and creative process. Now, then, you know, by way of the arts, I was able to navigate my way through, you know, K-12 and made it to college. Um, and it was, you know, in my little introductory to psych classes that I was, you know, just kind of like when they're exploring the different avenues of the field of psychologists, um, of psychology, they had like tiptoed into that there was art therapy, that that was an actual thing. And so I think that was my first real exposure to art therapy being a thing. Um, and I was attracted to it. I was like, oh, bing. It was kind of like one of those aha light bulb moments. And so from there, um, I was just kind of like, on it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm strong in the arts. I have these, you know, various creative endeavors. So now let me really focus in the academic arena, um, to do what I needed to do to graduate college. So I graduated with a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in sociology. Um, and then I came into the real world, um, and had an opportunity to work, um, doing some youth service, um, oriented work serving young people who are experiencing homelessness. And I was teaching in a, um, a barista training and education program that they have down as like a collaboration between Fair Start and, um, youth care. Yeah. And yes, um, dope program. Um, I was the, an educator in that program and I had an opportunity by way of that work to just start bringing art making into my classroom. Um, and so continued on in my career endeavors, moved even heavily, more heavily into education spaces. And I'm always in, in all of the schools that I've been in, you know, since 2008, I'm making artistic boards that young people can interact with. I'm publicly making art like in the hallways or in the lunchroom just so that young people, you know, cause they're curious, they'll spark up conversations with me. Um, leading a lot of groups with young folks or centered around art making um, as an intervention, you know, in education spaces. Um, and then um, maybe like 2014, 2015, I uh, made the leap to go back to grad school to get my master's in counseling. And I specifically picked a program that offered a master's in counseling with a focus in art therapy. So, and long story short, here you um, are. Here we are. So it was like a, you know, from personal to experiential to professional, I don't know, all those things kind of just kept on marrying themselves, blending themselves together. Um, and that is how I got here today with, you know, having my own art therapy practice um, and 
serving my uh, community um, in a very unique um, and like true to me and my identity way. It's important. We and we appreciate you. So thank you for doing that. Yes, thank you. So you touched a little bit on this, but uh, for just to reiterate for for folks who are who are tapping in, what benefits? What are the benefits like uh, to being creative? You know, that might be emotional benefits, mental mental health wise, yes. socially. Ooh, I are, love this what question. Are those things that doing art or or experiencing creativity can do for us. Yes. Okay. So. Ooh. Yes, I love this question because this is where I feel like I really get to bring, you know, lend into, into my experience and my expertise. So this is how it goes. Art making in and of itself has therapeutic value. So and this is lots of folks have experienced, right? They might paint to relax or they might draw to, you know, when they're in, a, you know, a turmoiled mind space or they dance to release energy or to get their anger out. So just the, the art or sorry, the act of art making itself has therapeutic value. So then you pair that it's like the flip side of the same coin um, with intentionality, with training, um, with education. Um, you can really amplify that therapeutic value. And so I, as an art therapist, am foundationally trained as a mental health counselor. I can do talk therapy all day, every day, if I wanted to, or if that's what it is that my clients were seeking and or needed. Um, but I have been trained um, to intersect every aspect of a mental health counseling relationship with some form of art making or creative process. Mm -hmm. So when folks reach out to me and they wanna do a consultation or an intake, or when I do assessments for folks, or I think about treatment planning, um, I do all of those things with dialogue, but also integrating with intention, art making and creative processes. And so what, what, like, I think the question really is like, what's the power of that? Like, why, why is that even a thing? Yeah. Um, and so this is where the magic happens. So when we are dialoguing, um, that's a left brain process. That's like on our left side of the brain, a left hemisphere where we hold our logic, our linear, our vocabulary, our straightforward thinking. As opposed to our, or I guess in complement to our right hemisphere is where we hold our creative selves. Um, that's where we have our imagination. Our artistic center is in the right hemisphere of our brain, our creativity. And so I, as an art therapist, do a lot of dialoguing, support folks in linear thinking and strategy and problem solving. Um, but I also activate their creative centers to be thinking about new and creative ways or um, to be thinking outside of some of the boxes that their left side of their brain creates for themselves. So the art, like the magic of art therapy is around integrating the two sides of your brain. 
So if I'm a left brain dominant person, you know these people, they're the type A's, they're the like A plus B got to equal C. And if it don't equal that, like I can't, like I'm highly anxious. A lot of times- We, we, we know them because we call them to do our taxes, right? Yes, like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And there are a lot of folks who, you know, they're left brain dominant and they are utilized that as an asset. They seek out the types of careers or opportunities that really- you know, lend, you know, lean into that straightforward, linear, strategic like thinking. Um, so a lot of folks who are in that left brain dominant space, anxiety is a thing that that comes along with that. Not everybody, but oftentimes as a, or in complement to right brain dominant folks. Um, and the creatives of the world, right? They're the emotives. Um, they're like the um, high highs and low lows, like, and so depressive like symptoms or like the depression side of the mood spectrum is where folks who are right brain dominant sort of gravitate towards. And when you think like some of the greatest artists of the world, you know, like their art is really fueled by trials and tribulations and heartbreaks and also like the beauty and the magic that the world has to offer us but sometimes you know like the creatives of the world they're not often as appreciated until right they're not here anymore um yeah. they don't get the same like value um in society necessarily as you know the scientists the mathematicians the engineers of the world and so Art therapy has this amazing power to really like bring that creative part of you um, and then also that structure oriented part of you and integrate those two things and it simulates balance. And so that's why it's, you know, it's it's different than just sitting across from me and talking about what it is that you're experiencing. But if I guide you through making some artwork around what it is that you're experiencing and then also talking about what it is, you are just creating, you're simulating that integrated integrating of the two sides of your brain. And that's that's the magic of it. That that's what's so I really appreciate that uh explanation. You know, I, this has sort of been what I've been doing as a career for a very long time. I got my start as a writer. As a as an adolescent counselor, so when we use creative writing as as a as a tool, and then it just my my career as a writer grew from there, and then you know we met through creative justice, which so you know I believe in all this, but to hear somebody who has the the the, the training as a clinician explain it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Mm. So um, I appreciate it. that. Leads me to another question though, okay. and I get this a lot uh, from folks. And you probably do, too. People are uh, I guess we I don't know if we train them or we or, or, or we train ourselves to think art is something you're good at or you're not. You're an artist or you're not. So mm. so people who don't identify as artists or maybe think they're not creative can 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 creativity still help them? Yeah, for sure. And it's the folks who think they aren't artists and think they aren't the creatives. I just, those are the ones that I really appreciate the opportunity to work with. And, um, you know, my, you know, take on that, you know, like if I was put my little spin on it is like that, that notion is a scam. That notion is a construct, right? And I think you talked about this 
um, you know, sort of in your lead up to the start of the questioning um, is that young folks or, you know, people in our childhood development into our adolescent, into our adult development, um, there is like a theory of artistic development as well that like parallels that, you know, human development. And so what it is that happens is that at some point during childhood or adolescence, typically it's between, you know, the ages of like seven to 15, um, young folks are like engaged in a lot of art making and a lot of creative processes. And then there is typically like some experience or series of like complex experiences where their light for art making and creativity gets stamped out. That when we start testing them on those standardized tests. Is that so, about I mean, game? I think that that definitely has something to do with it. Um, it also oftentimes has to do with like they were shamed or ridiculed mm -hmm. for their art. Or and or they saw their art in comparison. Like, you know, that one kid in the fourth grade that could do surrealism. Yeah, right? that shit looked like a real apple. Stop like that kind yeah, of kid. That, yeah, kid, yeah, that you know. kid. So what it is, is that they saw their their art and they compared it to that one kid that was like a protege. And yeah. then they felt like they didn't add up, like they didn't measure up. And so a lot of times young folks um, and, you know, we grow into adults and what it is that's happened is like that one experience was just like stamped this unfortunate way of thinking about art making and creativity on their way of seeing themselves and their way of seeing themselves juxtaposed to the world. And so like I back to what I was saying about I love connecting with those people because that fire can be rekindled. And I do a lot of that in my work. So as an art therapist, people are like, oh, so you only work with artists? And I'm like, no, I don't only work with artists. Um, and it, I don't even, I mean, I love working with artists, but I also really love creating and making space for folks who think they are not creative. Yeah. Um, because really what it happened, it, it's like kind of connected to a childhood trauma. And so supporting mm -hmm. young folks through moving past and through that and re-engaging with their childlike or their artistic and or their creative selves can really help move them through and help them like metabolize an emotional experience that they had a long time ago that is then because they thought that they didn't have it has probably grown into you know some other challenges and problems in in, in their life and and maybe even to some serious anxiety that's that's really an important thing for me to hear. I mean, I really, I hadn't thought about that. Like the, the, what, what is the impact of, of us deciding we're not an artist? Like what is the long, the long-term impact? Yeah, of that? And, and it's also, it's an internalization of systems of oppression. Because when we think about like, um, you know, the creatives of the world, the artists of the world, they're not getting that same love or the same opportunity or that same praise as the kid who is really getting all A's or who mm. is like taking AP classes. Um, we like to go to performances. We like to look at young people's arts, but it's always like, well, yeah, that's that. But no, we really want you to invest your time and attention into the medical field 
into the, you know, engineering, into STEM. And I'm no shade, no shade on any of those fields. I'm going to let you all know right now, all of those fields are really rooted and grounded in art making. They just, it, mm. it just what happens is that art making and creativity has been shaded and then people have internalized that. Yeah. And, and, and it really, a lot of it comes down to like capitalism. How do we monetize something? Right. And, and yeah, part. no, that yeah, that's, that's, that's dope to hear you say that out loud. Dude. Say it again. No, I'm yeah, so we, for the we're question, recording I'm, it. So we're going to turn it up. <laughs> yeah. Run it back. Um, so I'm looking at the text here on the screen. So people, for people who don't identify as artists, what do you think creative creativity can do for them? Yo, this can be a platform for activism for you, right? Or for like undoing that internalization of capitalism or of heteronormativity or of patriarchy or of sexism, racism, all of the things. So art making for you can be a way in which you support undoing those internalizations of those systems of oppression. Yeah, I think about how deep of a hole we've dug for ourselves just in terms of like, uh, you know, just just all of the issues, social issues, interpersonal issues, all these things. And we really are going to have to be creative and to imagine our way out of out of some of these problems. Right. And so if we've if we've, uh, you know, stamped out that creativity, we have fewer people able to really open their mind and think of a solution that doesn't present itself because we don't have, you know, it's like, like my man Rakim said, dream and imaginate, right? Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We gotta, we gotta have yeah. some people that can really That's so imagine. wild. So um, I'm actually just like literally sitting in front of me. I just cracked this. This is hey. a brood. Yes. yes. And so this is a collection of works by folks that are, you know, inspired by Octavia Butler's, you know, the parable of the sower. And yes. they have wrote their individual, you know, short stories and creative pieces that's really leaning into, into imagination. Um, because like you said, it's going to take a lot of creativity and a lot of imagination because we ain't going to just think and cognitively process our way out of all of this. That's right. And it's not a market, it's not a market-based solution out of no, it. You know, we're not no, gonna, we're not gonna no. you know, sell or buy our way out of mm -hmm. it either. So yes, yes. That's what's up. All right. So we've already and we I have one more question. Okay. I've taken up a lot of your time. Uh we probably already answered it, but I just just for just for the sake of reiteration, um, we've talked a lot about what art can do for an individual, and we've just started touching on what it can do for us as a collective. So you know, what is the, in your opinion, what is the importance of creativity and art for us as a community or a collective? Ooh. Wow. I mean, that's just a, I'm like, what isn't the importance, right? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm asking an artist and art therapist. Yeah. So like, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like music, dance, you know, performance, um, theater, uh, you know, poetry. I think art, those are all universal languages. And so I just like the art is just has the opportunity to really just like reimagine, reconfigure, undo barriers, um, yeah. to like 
push back against systems like in ways that like language and words might be limited um, or also have the opportunity to be like m manipulated and weaponized against folks yeah. like art is just like such a mm, it's like a liquid gold or I don't even know like um, I used to say this I used to say it's like uh for for me as an individual it was like the, the it was like having the recipe for oxygen right yes, because, yes. because you can really uh set aside all of this stuff that's really just weighing you down and you know breathe right like yeah you know, so. it is and yeah so art what art can do for a community it is an antidote to the ills and mm -hmm. in whatever iteration that ill shows up there, mm. I can guarantee you there. I'm like, I, I, oh man, I was like, test me, put it in front of me, put, put the thing in front of me, like show me the thing, the problem. And I'm gonna try like art. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come up with the solution. There's a way we can work this through an art based or, or can, like, you know, a creative process. Like I will just, I am hard pressed to think of a way to think of what art can't do for can do, right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. You know, and I really love the way like, you know, artists can kind of, I don't want to say trick folks, but kind of like, it's kind of like hypnotize folks into, into thinking about something they might not otherwise thought about. Right. Yes. Uh, because we hear it in a song or we see it in a painting and we're interacting with an idea that we might've just rejected. You know, if someone said, let me just tell you about, you know, or I'm going to put this police, in a report you know, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Read this, read this, this peer reviewed study. Or, yeah. uh, or go to this uh, installation at the gallery. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm going to choose the gallery every time, right? Right. Yeah, it's so, it's so, so powerful. And it has been so powerful for me personally. I wouldn't be here, you know, or I, I would be here not in this capacity. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So, you know, just from a very personal place, art making has been, um, you know, a, a real savior for me. I also think, too, when I, you know, um, as I'm doing my own work around reconnecting to, you know, my ancestry and, you know, spiritual practices from, from of the diaspora, like I'm, I'm like, it's, it's all, it's all there. Like, Oh, and then the, the next thing, you know, like I'm big on, you know, getting out and in the nature and in the trees and out and in wilderness. I mean, yo, uh, mother earth, she is the ultimate installation artist for sure. That's like, you go, I'm like, I got this little bamboo garden right outside of my apartment. And I'm just like, it's popping. Like, this is the installation. This is so creative. And it changes every day, right? It like, changes it's a, every just to day. Notice those slight changes. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I'm, th you know, it's like, I think about indigenous ways of being. Um, I think about, you know, my ancestors and, um, yeah, I'm just like where I mean, art has been a part of the story. It's been a way to tell the story. Um, yeah, like, I, like just yeah. goes back like billions and billions before we even got here. So that's right. There's those cave paintings, right? And those and those people who made those whatever those petroglyphs on those rocks were like, look, we were here. You yeah. know, <laughs> here it is. So, so yeah, it, it does. It, it it puts it down. For longevity and for those yes. future generations to mm. be like yep those folks were there and this is what they were 
thinking about and struggling with and and finding joy in and mm-hmm. and, and all the ways that they brought beauty into the world on the planet. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Delisha. I really appreciate this conversation. I love talking to you always, and and to and to be able to talk to you about something where you are the, just the 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 most uh, expert person that I know. <laughs> that is it, just uh, it's it's really great for me personally, and I hope it's great for the rest of rest of the community. Thanks um, for talking to us, Delisha. I really uh, had a great time, and I thought it was going to be ten or fifteen minutes, and we look who's coming up on thirty-five because <laughs> you have a lot of knowledge to drop. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, this is my plug to all y'all's. Um, whether you are an artist or you feel like you are not, find some crayons, markers, color pencils, paints, cross stitch, crochet, cooking a new recipe, styling your outfit, buy some plants and make a little installation in your home. I don't care what you do, but I highly, highly urge you to be creative. And um, just while you're engaged in that process, take the time to be reflective of what it is that you are going through and what it is that you are um, learning by engaging in that creative process. Get your hands in there. I don't care what it is. Just do it. Oh, see, we should have just had that and that would have been the whole interview. That's perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Aaron. All right. We'll talk soon, Delisha. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.